Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Are you still married and not in prison for murder? What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. My mom cleans up and goes on the computer and stuff. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. What fresh hell is next? A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Can I have a shamrock in my hair? Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today we are talking about mom rock bottoms. Those moments when you're like, nope, no more. I'm getting in the car. I'm going to keep driving until it's warm. Drive from Mexico. Yeah, I'm going to go. Like, I'm going to open a Surfside Shack with no children and no husband (laughs) and just start it all over again. We're talking about, like, funny mom rock bottoms. Like, that (laughs) moment where you were like, I'm done. It's time to turn in my mom card and move along. It's your worst mom moment that you're actually willing to share in open court. And so... We went, of course, to our Facebook page. We are on Facebook at What Fresh Hellcast. We have a community there, which is groups slash What Fresh Hellcast. And we asked, what is your mom rock bottom? And I was a little worried. I was like, how much do I have to say funny? Because I didn't want like, you know, my husband left me and then... (laughs) To make us sad, people. Yeah, no. (laughs) We're at the rock bottom of a pandemic right now, and we can't deal with terrible stories. So we leaned in and we went for funny rock bottoms. You guys, as always, completely delivered. Although I will, I'm going to say this, Amy, we're a little heavy on vomit and poop in this episode. Mm, Well, isn't motherhood like that? Heavy on vomit and poop? 45% of motherhood is vomit and poop. So I don't know why 45% of our mom rock bottoms wouldn't involve, you know, bodily functions also. But I thought to myself, Amy, I thought, what do people not need right now? And you know what I realized? People don't need to be sympathetic vomiting while they're trying to get through their day while we talk about this. Yeah, it's a geometry problem where we've already established a triangle has three sides. We don't need to prove that again. Yeah, let that be true. So we're going to give a glancing blow. Let's get these out of the way quick. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Renee says, this was her rock bottom. When my son projectile vomited from the backseat of the car, I had partially turned around to tell him we were almost home. I had vomit all over me, including my hair. Used his sweatshirt to catch the rest. There was vomit in every crevice of the car. (laughs) And then Kelly says, I would have just burned the car. I mean, (laughs) Kelly, you are so right. That car is never the same. Like there are, I really am. I mean, we did on our two types of people in the world. Baby blowout, you somehow like carefully 
save the onesie or the outfit and rinse it and wash it or you cut it off and burn it. And I am so the second type of person. Best two ninety nine you've ever spent. There is so much wrong with our disposable world, and we're certainly dooming our child's futures. But the one good thing about it is you could just cut that thing off and throw it away. Yeah, and I don't know that I ever did that, but I wish I knew you then, because I would have. Oh. You know, I'm a rule keeper. Oh, I remember I was babysitting my sister-in-law's kids, and I cut off a onesie and threw it away, and she was genuinely appalled. Like, you just wash it, and I was like, I don't know if we've met, but that's not <laughs> happening. I'm sorry. This one I have to go to because it just, it's got a six cents type ending that I didn't see coming. Kelly says her family of five had this stomach bug. She was holding the trash can for a kid who was also sitting on the toilet. <laughs> and then she started throwing up into the bathroom sink while simultaneously keeping a crawling baby from getting involved in the situation, let's just say. The rock bottom came the next day when my husband told me he was sicker than anyone else. Like he was really Kelly, sick. are you also married to my husband? Are we sister wives and I don't know it? <laughs> Kelly, are you still married and not in prison for murder? Because I don't understand that. I have a story about this. I was up all night with a baby and my husband slept on, we used to have like a Murphy bed in our office. You know, we know what those are. They kind of pull down from the wall like an army barracks. I love a Murphy bed. Yep. So my husband decamped to that because one of us needed to sleep. And I mean, we were up like all night, all night, all night with her needs. And so around, you know, 5.45 a.m., I kind of stagger out to the office to hand her to my husband. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't sleep at all. I was so worried I was going to get it too. I couldn't sleep at all. And I was like, oh, I actually didn't sleep at all. Like, your turn. But he did change his tune pretty quickly. Just uh, the look on my face, the rock bottomness of the look on my face. Right. When your yes. head actually exploded and had to be reconstituted, he was like, maybe that wasn't the smartest thing I've ever said. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Well, that tape back 15 seconds. Okay. Give me the baby. Yeah, poor husbands. Every once in a while, my husband notoriously, I've said it before on the podcast, after I had an extremely short labor where I almost had a baby in the car, referred to it later on the phone to his mom as quick and easy. <gasps> and I was like, wow, that's not how I would have described that experience. He was like, oh my God, it was so crazy. It was quick and easy. Like the baby's here already. He has, um, to say the least, not lived that statement down. I just had a mom rock bottom this morning on my group text that, that many of us will be familiar with. Proud grandmother sent this group text of her daughter-in-law with the brand new baby to like many people. And the daughter-in-law is not clothed in this photo. Like the baby is covering the most, you know, the stuff that would get you blocked from Facebook. But the daughter-in-law is basically naked with a, you know, 90-second old baby in the photo. And the mother-in-law is so excited. She just, you know, she just blanketed. Sent it to everybody. Yeah, at the Upper West Side with that. And that is a mom rock bottom with which many of us are familiar. Like, maybe don't go wide with that photo. I was a secretary for a lot of my life while trying to make it in Hollywood. And I had a boss who copied photos and sent them everywhere. Copied photos? <laughs> like, oh, the, I'm an oldie locks <laughs> back in my day. This was like the 90s. It was like photo map photos. And he had gotten like 40 copies and already given out like five of them, you know, like, oh, look at the baby. And his wife's other privates were showing. Oh, no. It was not the boobs. And let me tell you, I was like, I almost had a moment where I was like, I'm not going to tell him. Right. I can't take the bullet for this. Why, I'm not going to tell him. Like, I'm like a lowly secretary. 
But I finally took the long walk into that office and I was like, knock, knock, hi. <laughs> so the picture is so great. Quick thing though. Like, it's like, how do you even say that out loud? to so like a man, you barely know who you work for. But I did it because I was like, if I was the wife, I would want someone to know. And what did he say? He was like appalled and... I don't know. I mean, he was too busy with me being like, oh, well, uh, okay. I think it was just so, it was like the most awkward. Like, it's amazing we didn't both spontaneously combust because it was that kind of awkward. Do you think he stopped handing out the photos though? That's what I need to know. Like, did he? Oh, no, he definitely stopped handing out the photos. I mean, once I showed him, it was like, oh, it was not close. Amy, I'm afraid to tell you that this brings us to poop stories. We are really going to just glancing <laughs> at this because it's just the story. People, even if it's hot outside, you got to put the baby in a one seat because there will come a day and you will not see this day coming that they figure out how to take off their diaper. Mm. They will do that after they have pooped and they've got nothing else to do. They, yeah. And they've found it's something new <laughs> and they're going to play with it. And if you have a kid who does this, like I had two who never did this and I had one kid who did this like eight, ten times. How does it happen eight times? I always figured like if you could constrain them in the outfit, it wouldn't happen. You know, maybe I always think those like video camera things like in bedrooms for babies are like overkill. Back in our day, the kid just cried. Right. This kid was so happy with their, you know, art time. Discovery. Yeah, their discovery. <laughs> oh. It's discovery hour. I have to move on. Like I'm getting, I'm definitely like I can feel the um, bile rising up. But yeah, I mean, like a onesie, a couple of us think you just give that a good yank and you're all set. Oh, I guess so. I'm just saying, guys, that to me, like we will move, we will burn this house down and we will never speak of this again. Like I have a very low grossness threshold. Like sometimes if I'm doing dishes and there's ketchup on the plates and it's like there's food floating around in the sink, I have to like step outside and cool down. Like I have an extremely low grossness threshold. For ketchup in particular. Ketchup, the thing I have, sometimes have to call my husband when the thing at the bottom of the sink is filled with you know, the food. <laughs> I'm like, honey, can you come? Because I save me. I'm sorry that you all hit these disgusting rock bottoms with your monster children who did horrible things with poop. And I see you and I salute you with the Hunger Games salute. And I'm just going to have to say, I'm sorry. We see you and we've been there. Can I give you one of my rock bottoms? Because I was thinking about this morning and I forgot how hilarious and horrible this was when it happened. My daughter, when she was in first grade, yes, they had to write like, what do your moms do, you know, all day, like while you're at work, that kind of thing, right? And they're hanging up in the hallway when you go for pickup and it's like, my mom is a doctor and she helps people feel better. Like my mom writes books, whatever. My daughter wrote, my mom cleans up and goes on the computer and stuff. I know we always say I never like those little narc assignments where they're like, what does your mom like to drink? And my kids like beer and Diet Coke. And I was like, I do other things. <laughs> I am a, it is International Week of the Woman and I am self-actualized. This was a long time ago. We didn't even have the podcast yet. I would hope that now she would say this, but who knows? But she was like, that is what you do. <laughs> I know that's what I do. My mom goes on a microphone and talks about other children smearing their rooms with poop. That's what she does. For a living. Yeah. That, that leads us to our next category, Amy, which is the series of unfortunate events. And I feel like for most people, this is where their rock bottom lives. Kristen says, in the span of 24 hours, 
1.5-year-old developed pink eye for the first time. We had to drive an hour in the snow to a doctor's appointment. Her husband lost his wallet. She went into labor and had her second baby. And my husband came down with a stomach bug and was vomiting in the hospital room bathroom. <gasps> like this to me is the mom rock bottom. Like you're like, I got it. It's fine. I'm breastfeeding. I'm wiping. The kids are vomiting. I'm pooping. It's fine. And then that one more. One functional kid comes in and it's like it's lice you know like it's always the cumulative disasters it's the thing and the thing as i like to say like pink guy fine but pink guy and my husband's vomiting while i'm in labor it's the thing and the thing and the thing that just puts you in the sunken place on our very very first episode ever of this podcast amy said she was describing something and she said there's always a thing It was the plumber came to the door while we were recording. I think it's in the episode. Like I paused to go get the plumber. Oh, yes. Right. So we're we're all excited. We're like, we've got microphones and we're going to try this and do a podcast. And then like we're like, okay, let's go. I guess I'll say welcome (laughs) to What Fresh Hell. And I'm like, welcome to What Fresh Hell. And it's like, ding dong. And Amy goes, oh, the plumber's here. There's always a thing. There's always a thing and a thing. And like nothing has ever summed up motherhood more for me than the phrase, there's always a thing. There's always a thing and a thing. Like if this podcast was not called What Fresh Hell, it would be called There's Always a Thing. And then in parentheses, and a thing, like an 80s pop song. Exactly. All right. So we'll be back with more series of unfortunate events after this. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, we're back with more mom rock bottoms, and we're in this sort of uh, series of unfortunate events section where it's the sort of cumulative effect of several bad things (laughs) happening at once. I'm going to 
lead off here with Christine. She was seven months pregnant with her third baby. Oh, gosh, I remember that those days very well. You're heavy. You're gravid with baby at that point. Her two-year-old pushed her five-year-old off a chair. <laughs> she cut, cut her head on the mantle, had to wait in the ER for staples in the daughter's head, came home around dinner time, then her son puked all over the floor, stomach bug hit everybody in the house, and it was a great 24 hours. I mean, the thing that kept coming to me during this, and I think this is something we don't talk about enough, is that the whole way life progresses has been very surprising to me. Like, you kind of think like you're young and then you're going to feel it happening that you're old. But instead, like, it's just a weird slow. It's the frog in the pot. Like, it's such a slow progression. And people kept writing this over and over again. And it really spoke to me. I just kept thinking, like, when is the mom going to come and help? You know, when is like you're busy having fluids shoot out of every single one of your bodily orifices because you're being felled by a disgusting illness. And then you realize like, I have to go clean the sheets so that my kids have somewhere to go. Like, it's never not your turn, you know? My oldest son broke his arm on a tennis court, actually. And I was there. I was there like looking at my phone, like sitting in the chair waiting for, you know, his class to be over. And he slipped, it was like a little wet in the corner. He slipped and went down and he, you know, went like, mom, like that kind of thing. And like, just that cry, you know, you know that this particular frequency, they only hit when something's wrong. And like, my son comes over to me sort of, you know, cradling his elbow and everybody gathers around me. And it's like, now the unveiling, now the mom will, you know, review the damage and the mom is going to tell us what to do next. So if you have a weakness for like, ketchup and, you know, like leftover noodles in the sink. Ah, I almost got sick. You just saying that. <laughs> oh. So imagine me with injuries. Like anybody needs to look first besides me. We need to start switching. When I have a clogged sink, you have to come. And like, if your kid cuts off their arm, I'll be like, I'll be right over. Like, it doesn't bother me. It could be like a compound fracture. Like I have no idea like what I'm going to see. Like the arm is still there. And that's all I know so far. And they're all like, okay, like mom, like you should look. And, and that moment is my mom rock bottom. Like, when is the mom coming? I got through it. He did break his arm. It's fine. It's fine to be like, it's not my thing. I'm real good at Halloween costumes, but I'm not looking at the broken arm. Sorry. But I have to because it's up to me to like, it's the moment where everybody, it's, why should it be up to you? You're not a doctor. Well, I'm not a doctor. No, but the tennis instructor and the person who's like, am I going to call an ambulance or not? Everybody's like, well, what do you think, mom? And I'm like, I'm not in charge. I just feel like I'm not looking at it. Call an ambulance. Yeah. We'll pay the fee if it turns out to be nothing. Sarah will finish with her. She sums it up really well. Slept in too late. Four-year-old stubbed his toe. One-year-old spilled hot coffee on his arm while my back was turned. Six-year-old got one of her infamous bloody noses all before 8 a.m. The day continued with a Zoom crash and an I don't want to have wacky <laughs> hair meltdown. Crushed goldfish crackers on the freshly vacuumed carpet and the dog got an ear infection. Like, those are the days where you're just like, what fresh hell is next? Like, it sums up our entire purpose here. Like, why have we been chosen for this? This sounds like a painfully recent memory since a Zoom crash is involved. Yes, this is obviously a fresh wound. Most of my worst moments don't have Zoom crashes. <laughs> I don't want to have wacky hair. Again, like, me neither. Me neither. I don't want to have wacky hair day. No, no one wants one. Who do we talk to to be like, no more wacky hair day ever, people? You know, it's funny, even my kids' high school, I have two high schoolers and they have, you know, bring your pet to homeroom today on Zoom, you know, <laughs> no. your favorite sports team. Some kids do and some kids don't, but they're just like, can we put a little whimsy into this? 
I know. I get it. I shouldn't be hard on them. They're trying to be fun. I always feel like wacky hair is a heavy lift. Wacky hair is a heavy lift. Show me your dog is fine. I'll take if you have a sports jersey, put it on. But wacky hair is such a heavy lift. And then it gets into the whole Pinterest thing of like, this person made their hair look like an actual rocket ship that takes off. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll put a braid on the top of her head, maybe. I'll put it on our Instagram. There is a woman who can make like shamrocks with their daughter's hair for St. Patrick's Day. It's sort of soothing. Maybe it's because I have disengaged myself from any responsibility to recreate these. No, don't share that with me. I'm not interested. What if your daughter saw it and was like, can I have a shamrock in my hair? St. Patrick's Day? No. I'm too close, Amy. I can't handle that right now. <laughs> okay. This is another category. I had a non-mom rock bottom that reminds me of this, where I, a long time ago, when I lived in California, I went hiking. There's like hills up above LA. You could go hiking around. You see the celebrities do it. And I went with a friend and there were people at the bottom being like, listen, it's a very hot day. Make sure you have enough water. And we're like, "What?" we had like two water bottles in our hands. And we're like, whatever that's about. And it was somewhere we hadn't been before. And we got up and we got super, super lost. And of course, we ran out of water like 15 minutes in. And it's like, I can hear the traffic of LA. And we had about 10 minutes of that where I was like, we might not make it. Like, it was scary. You know, we got really, really <laughs> lost, even though we were like, three football fields away from like a in and out burger. Like it just was so weird how the wilderness could just, it swallows you. LA is like that. I mean, if you've never been there, right? Like the mountains are above the houses and like you're very quickly in like a desert wilderness. It's a strange dichotomy. But like everyone's had that experience too. Like my husband, we a ball, one of the kids kicked a ball into the water, like a blow up ball and he went swimming after it. And he was like, oh, I'm almost there. And he swam way too far out. And he was like, oh my God, I could like actually die doing this. You know, it's like you make stupid mistakes and you're like, I didn't realize the consequences. All this brings me to Alice and Amy. She decided it would be a good idea to do a nine hour car ride with an 11 month old baby. And she thought driving through the night would be better because the daughter would sleep the whole way. And spoiler alert, Amy, she did not. She screamed the entire time and taught herself a new word out of desperation, out. She fell asleep <laughs> 30 minutes from home. We did not attempt another long car drive for years. <laughs> and that when you get into an enclosed space and you've committed to a choice with very young children and it goes wrong, another person in our poop and vomit section talked about being on... <laughs> I could just picture if you're not from a place that has these kind of trains here, I live outside of New York and like the commuter trains, it's like you're packed in there and there's these little like six seater seats where you have to pack in like you're touching knees. Yeah, they ostensibly have room for six people, but yeah, you're on top of each other, like your knees overlap. Right, mm -hmm. it's three people facing mm -hmm. three people, so you're knee to knee with other people. And the seats themselves are not big enough for the American butt, so like... Not anymore, no. You're physically interacting with six different people, and she desperately sat there, and she was like, I'm just going to wedge myself in with the baby, and then the baby started projectile vomiting and pooping, and I was like, that's when you're just like, I think I have to disappear. Like, that's why it's good there's no pill that makes you permanently disappear from the universe, because you would take it at that point. And everybody on that train, I mean, having been in that situation, like, they're mad at you, you know, like, they're mad at you, mom, like, make it stop, mom, why are you letting that baby do that? I mean... Team those people, though. I mean, come on. At the end of a long day, you get on a train and you get vomited on by someone else's baby. Oh, it's terrible. But they do in that moment think that the mother has some agency over making it stop. Yeah. You know, making the baby not have an ear infection or whatever. It's that on top of it. Like everybody actually, I feel like everybody's mad at me. They are. They actually are mad at you, mom, that it's happening. Mm hmm. 
I don't know. I want to say I'm a big enough person that I would be like, that seems really difficult. Babies have hard days. But I think I would be mad at a person who brought a vomiting baby next to me on the train. Well, can't you be? Yeah, exactly. You've been both of those yeah. people. I'm always mad at the person who doesn't seem to be like trying, you know, like if your baby's screaming and you're on your phone. Yeah. Make a stab at it, will you? My husband and I were in a plane once. Me and my husband, a two-year-old and then the two-year-old's mom. The plane took off and the mom put her seat tray down and then laid face down on the seat tray and fell fast asleep. <laughs> and like the two-year-old was literally looking at my husband like, hi, friend. And my husband ended up like drawing with the two-year-old for the whole flight. But it was kind of a funny move. I was like, wow, that's a power move right there. Like, I'm going to leave my two-year-old next to you and fall asleep. There's an implied mom rock bottom there that I don't really want to, to visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. who knows? <laughs> you got to be like, I'll draw with the kid for a while. You get your rest, babe. <laughs> There's a lot of categories of like, this is symbolic of your rock bottom rather than it's not your rock bottom. It shows that you were at your rock bottom. Laura says, when I was so sleep deprived that I left the windows open when going through the car wash. Oh, my gosh. With kids in the car? Yes. Her six-month-old infant and two-year-old <laughs> in the back seat were not amused, she says. I wonder how much water got in before the windows got up. My mom famously arrived home with us in the station wagon, the old Woody station wagon in the oldie times days. Like a Brady Bunch kind, yep. And we all clambered out of the car and ran into the house. And my mom fell asleep at the wheel and drove through the garage door. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she turned out she was very, very sick and had a flu. But like, <laughs> she was just like, end scene. And like, put her head down and was like, I'm done. But like, she hadn't even put the car in park. She basically like, got us home and then passed out. And all of you guys were like, yay, and just had run into the house. We didn't even notice. We were like home. We were like already like in the house and like playing Barbies and stuff. And she was like, I'm not conscious anymore. <laughs> Jess talks about managing multiple young kids, feeding my twin babies their bottles. They were each in a bouncer. I was between them. They were about five months old or so. Uh, potty training a three-year-old while she's feeding bottles to five-month-old twins, realizes the three-year-old needs to get on the potty. She's trying to get them on the potty and the babies are screaming because she took the bottles out of their mouth. She seriously considered running away. It's the three-ring circus. So I started having kids very late. I was 37 and I'd had like a, I mean, a career, like I was just a regular person, you know? And then you're used to solving problems and used to being like, even whatever, I don't care. It's like I was some high powered executive, even waiting tables. You're like, I got to drop that at table one. And then I got to get to table. Like, I get it. It's stressful. I got to put that. Then I got to grab the French fries for table four that they sent back and bring them. Like, but you're used to like solvable problems. Right. And then I had three kids in four years and every day was just like, there's literally no way to do this effectively. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like someone is always going to be pooping in the wrong place. <laughs> like it's just, there's no way to square the circles. So like everyone gets what they need. And I kind of was a little cocky about, and this is where the whole joke comes of like, well, when I have kids, I'll never blah, blah, blah. It's like, you have no idea what this is going to be like. No idea. Yeah. And even with one, it's just a level of chaos that you're not used to. And you're on like, everyone's world is moving. And then you're like, no, no, stop. I had a baby. I need like at least eight months to figure this out. And it's like, no, no, no. Aunt Susan's wedding is next week. Like, it's like, you're supposed to just kind of figure it out on the go. Nothing stops. And as you said, it moves from like the hardest day at a restaurant is still somehow like if you do it all just right, a set of things that a person can do in this world, right? 
like having like twin five month olds and potty training a three year old. That's actually more things than one person can do. And yet you're doing them. Amy, there was a surprise category that I had not seen coming. And I actually like almost cried laughing because it's hilarious, which is Erin says she's pregnant. She gets on all fours to put a DVD in. She believes the DVD was cars, but that is not germane to the story. <laughs> One kid jumped on her back to ride the horsey. <laughs> and as I turned my head to tell him to get down, I noticed the other kiddo eye to eye to me, actually pink eye to eye with me. <laughs> it's already too late. Yeah. Like you've got pink eye, you're pregnant, and you have a child attempting to ride you. <sighs> then Erica responded the first part of your story reminded me of when i started going to labor with my third kid daddy and grandma hadn't arrived yet so i was trying to get dinner to a barely two-year-old and a 3.5 year old the contractions were getting so intense that i knelt down on the floor to try to alleviate it and both toddlers thought it was time for a horsey ride <laughs> can you imagine i can definitely imagine amy and this is like i will tell you as a senior mom that a lot of things you block out, like there's just certain parts of being a mom that you're like, oh, there must be a part of your brain that like closes off to that. And the fact that every time you got on the ground, someone jumped on top of you is something that I forgot. Like oh that sensation, I had two boys and a girl. And I definitely remember this, like being pregnant and being like, oh, I got to get down and pick up this thing off the floor. And then like out of nowhere, it's like they have some sixth sense that you're down on the ground and like they come from every direction. And then next thing you know, you're being jumped upon by lunatics. <laughs> All right. It's not great. We'll be back with more mom rock bottoms. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used hero bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty-calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, 
best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Welcome to the final race of the Mom Worst Sturby. It's going to be a thrilling event which shall once and for all determine which is the most horrifying aspect of modern motherhood. They're at the gate. And they're off! Strong out of the gate is Diaper Blowout with hand, foot, and mouth outbreak close behind. It's Diaper Blowout and hand, foot, and mouth. But here comes, oh, for the love of Pete, I can't believe they need another snack. Followed by, where is your other shoe? Diaper Blowout falling back as I've told you six times to put on a coat surges up the rail. And here comes the heavy favorite, unwavering, constant anxiety taking over the field. Followed closely by, haven't had sex in two months. As we come down the stretch, it's unwavering constant anxiety with a clear lead. But here comes the unlikely leader, Flat Stanley, who was being chased down by It's Your Turn to Take Care of the Class Pet. Still, unwavering constant anxiety pulls ahead. It's anxiety's race to lose, but wait! As we come into the final turn, it's all-family stomach flu, with vomiting offspring and an airliner right on its tail, passing on the outside all-family stomach flu as they come out of the turn. Unexpected loss of hair and looks is making a late race show, but it's all-family stomach flu, with vomiting offspring and an airliner challenging for the lead on the stretch, and at the finish it is... All Family Stomach Blue! All Family Stomach Blue is your mom worst champion, besting the time of last year's champion. I just call poo in my hand. What a day at the track! Okay, we're back. This is a rock bottom. Like, this is my, again, like noodles in the sink, you know, like hairs in the back of my neck are going up. <laughs> oh, stop saying it! Stop saying it! I'm actually gonna barf. Those are bad, but not quite as bad as rats. Elaine says, during a renovation, a colony of rats moved into the crawl space of their house. Oh my God, do you know my rat story? I was living 900 square foot house, three kids under five. And we decided we had planters and someone was like, oh, the you know, planters that are right up against the house. And they're like, planters right up against the house are terrible because when you water them, you know, it seeps into the walls. So we're like, okay, we'll pull them out. Turns out they were filled with rats. The rats moved into the house. So you could hear them like every night after dealing with three kids all day, I would hear like, <laughs> and there were rats running above us. And my husband, this is really another husband rock, marital rock bottom story, was like, oh, don't worry about it. Rats don't come into the house. They just like to stay in the upstairs, in the crawl spaces. And I was like, that better be true because do you understand after parenting three small children all day, if I ever see a rat, like it's over. And I went to put cookies in for the kids one day and I opened the oven and a rat ran out at me. No. no. Yes. And that was really one of those moments where I was like, kids, get in the car. I'm dropping you at the free baby place and I am driving for the rest of my life and you will never see me again. A rat ran out of my oven. The free baby place. Is that like the picnic basket, like the fire station? Yeah, I just leave them on the lawn, I guess, and I say free children. Like, I don't <laughs> advocate this as a parenting advice, you know, expert with a podcast. But, like, how do you recover from a rat running out of your oven when you're already? I would say it's like you're running a marathon. There's no room for a sprained ankle. You're parenting three small children in a 900-square-foot house. There's no room for a rat attack. My mom, when, gosh, my brother, he's 30 now, but when he was a baby, my mom was on some kind of, you know, 
PTA, like call, like not with her sister, like a call where you had to sort of, you know, act uh, professional. And my one-year-old brother toddled out to the kitchen holding a mouse by the tail, a dead mouse, and saying like, mousey, mousey, mousey. <laughs> Like, oh, uh, yes, yes. I think, I think if you look at page six, you know, like trying to get it from him while maintaining her decorum. Oh, that is so your mom. Like, that's where I would just be like, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm starting a new life in Guam today. But your mom was like, let's keep going with the PTA meeting while I calmly grab my sixth child's mouse out oh. of his hands. God bless your mother. Yeah, God bless her. That's right. She's a special case, I tell you. Elena says, and this has happened to many people, when she peed on the stick last month and discovered she was pregnant with number three, that's when I fell apart. <laughs> Thinking about two years of no sleep just in time for my 40th birthday. Yes, she says, it's all fine. She had planned it, but she forgot what the hormones do to the brain. And like, mm -hmm. this is one of those moments too, where I feel like, and listen, people have lots of different journeys to pregnancy. For some people, it's like extremely joyful for some people. But I remember my mom had babies June, September, September, three years in a row. So like almost Irish triplets. And I had started late. So I was sort of like, eh, I guess we'll see how many we can have. And I had two under two. And I found I was pregnant with my third. <laughs> and I called my mom and she was like, that is going to be horrible for a while. <laughs> I was like, mom, you're like the only person who reacts to a pregnancy <laughs> announcement. Like, yeah, that's really going to stink. But she wasn't wrong. It wasn't the greatest. Speaking from experience, she could say that's... I'm glad I did it, but I wasn't glad it was happening. Look, I think, you know, every child is a blessing and every pregnancy is a miracle, but it is okay to not feel, you know, charitable towards every second of that very difficult experience. It is 100% okay. I support you. Cassie really <laughs> made me laugh with her answer. I feel like the answer to this question could just be my second born. Potty training was a heck of a ride. I mean, she goes through it all. This is like that child. I mean, what's there's an expression about this, right? Like this is the child that was sent to test you. And like, mm. this is the child. And then she says her toddler years, she goes through many incidents in her you know, baby face. Her toddler years ended with a grand finale, the great corn syrup incident of 2014. The time when she emptied an entire bottle of corn syrup all over the house while I was in the shower. I was horrified as my clean feet stuck to the carpet with every step. <laughs> do you come back from that? Like, do you need a new carpet? I think you probably do. I think you need a new home and possibly a new child. <laughs> it might be time to put this one in the free child basket. And just be like, it's a free baby. You're going to love it. Leave that baby at the fire station. Yeah, the free baby place, as you said. Yeah, I mean, those kids, <laughs> I think all of my kids were kind of difficult at different phases, but I've definitely known people who had that kid. The kid who like the second you leave them alone, like, how does this happen? Like the second you leave them, it's like they used to be popular on the Internet. The pictures where it's like the paint cans at the top of the stairs and there's paint like someone's dumped paint down the entire staircase. And like those kind of pictures, I can't look at them like they trigger a level of anxiety in me that is not sustainable. Like I just look at it and I'm like, <gasps> like you would really just have to burn down the house at a certain point, you know, like. How are you going to get all that paint cleaned up? And like, there's always like, a, it's a kid who's done it. And then there's like kid white handprints all over the whole house because they just got into the paint. <gasps> I love that content. Like the kid, like they're covered in peanut butter, like, you know, like the thing only what they're covered in is peanut butter. 
I'm a kid saying like, no, I didn't need any peanut butter, mom. Yeah. Like wearing the proof of their crime. Oh, I hate those. I can't look at them. It makes me so upset. I didn't eat the peanut butter. Jessica has a hilarious story that is another rock bottom that I hadn't really thought about. It's a little bit of a long story, but basically she took her kids on a hike to go get milkshakes. Wait, a hike to get milkshakes? I was surprised by this, but I can picture where she is. She's in California. It's like seaside hike. I can picture exactly what she's doing. She's like hiking on the same hills that I got lost in over to somewhere. As you say, two blocks from an In-N-Out burger or a place to get a milkshake. Like It's dangerous and there's a milkshake at the end. That's exactly (laughs) it. It's like, am I dying in the wilderness or am I getting in and out? I can't decide. So that's exactly where she is, right? She's going to try to make it to the In-N-Out. The son is complaining. It's the worst day of his life. The daughter has a pooping incident. It's a whole thing that goes on. And then she passes a group of teenagers who kind of look at her in her horrible situation. And she says... I sort of had a sad out-of-body experience. I used to be like them with everything in front of me. And now I'm here with my small, unruly kids, a middle-aged mom holding poop wipes and trying to look like I've got anything figured out. And this is a rock bottom, that moment where you're like, oh, yeah, it happened. Like, old is not a door. You know, middle-aged and like not being cool anymore, not being young anymore. I feel like when I was young, I thought it was a door. Like I would be like, oh, the door is coming up. I'm almost at the door. And on the other side of the door, I'll be old. But I'm still young because I'm not at the door yet. But I can see it over there. It's like you turn around one day and like you're going to get your suitcase from the overhead bin. And there's no dude running up to you and being like, let me help you with that. Like there's no indication that anyone sees you at all. You're just like, I'm just the old lady with a poop wipe now. Here's my rock bottom from like last weekend. You just reminded me of this. I had music on. I usually listen to podcasts. So it's rare that I have music on, but I had some music on and I was listening to like, I don't know, some song from the summer that I really loved. And I was feeling pretty cool to be listening to cool music, putting on makeup, right? So I'm like, kind of like putting on my eyeliner and like grooving to this cool song. And like, I look pretty good. I like, I look cool. And then I just looked at myself in the mirror dancing and just saw myself as like, the middle-aged lady at a wedding that's kind of hilarious because she doesn't know how dorky she looks dancing to the cool song. I'm like, oh, like, and it happened, you know? Like you say, like, you think that there's a door that you'll realize that you're passing through. And I was like, oh, no, like, I am, like, if I'm dancing at a wedding, it's funny. It's definitely not, like, cool, let alone sexy. (laughs) I don't agree with that. I've seen you dancing. I push back against that, but your overall point is not wrong. You should dance in the mirror. You should put your eyeliner on. You should feel cool. You should not worry about being goofy. But I believe that (laughs) you look fine. Thanks. This made me laugh. Megan, and I also like, you know, I like it when people sound like they're from other lands. Megan has a soother battle. I believe we call this a passy, where we come from. But she was really done and cut the tips off of her three and a half year old's pacifiers. That's how I did it with my big pacifier lover. But then the daughter went bonkers and she found one that was uncut because she was like, forget it. I can't deal with this. The daughter's crying for like hours and then put it in her mouth. She fell back asleep in two seconds. And then the next day (laughs) she lost it and had to go buy another whole pack of pacifiers because she'd cut the tops off of all of the other ones. Yeah. Those are the most like the overcommitment. And I feel like This is an oldie locks alert, the movie Young Frankenstein. 
back in my day. Whatever happens to me, don't open this door. It's like a really long, funny scene where like he tells everyone like, don't open the door no matter what happens. And it's like, you kind of are like, it's over. I'm going to cut up all the pacifiers. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, what have I done? Yeah. What have I done? I've made the greatest mistake of my life. Yeah. Anything you're thinking, like, I'm going to get rid of these things, put them in the closet instead. This is another thing that like happens with um toys, blankie. Oh, you're ready to get rid of Blanky? Great. I'll throw him away. Don't ever do that. Right. Let me tell you, two weeks later, you're going to be rummaging through the town dump looking for that Blanky. If you're ready to get rid of something, put it in the closet for a year and then throw it out. The best thing I ever did was make sure like all three of my kids had Blankies, but it was like a three pack. It might have been a six pack. I got like flannel blankets with little trains on them or musical notes or whatever. But what we had multiples. Got to rotate them so you never lose them. But the trick with that is then you've got to keep them rotating sure. because I brought two bears for one of my kids, exactly the same bear, oh. but he loved on one of the bears. And then the other bear, it's good that his nose is squished from being in his mouth. Like his eye is gone. Like he's not. And it was funny because it was so quick. Like I saw the kid had the bear for a week and I was like, let me switch it out. And it was just like, it would have made a funny video. Like at 18 months, he like, it's like, oh my, my bear. And he snuggled up to it and then he like pulled it away from his face and he's like, this isn't Blue Bear. Like he knew immediately and he looked at me like, what have you done to Blue Bear? Like it was like a alien, you know that movie where like the alien is trying to pretend to be your mom? Pod people. Right. Yeah. He was like, it was hilarious. We still laugh about it. Amy, we have to finish so strong because this was an LOL and everybody on the thread was dying laughing. Sylvia got a bat in her house. She suited up in the biggest hooded coat she could find, put on gloves and chased the thing with a child's butterfly net. After chasing it for a while, it finally landed and she was able to get the credit, transfer it to an Amazon box. Like this, I would never have been able to do this and release it outside. Came home and she was like, oh my God, I'm done for the night. I have felled the bat. Right. Which is an amazing accomplishment. I'm good for the month. Right. Like she should get mother of the year for getting a bat out of her house with just a butterfly. Right. I'm good till 2022. <laughs> She's done. <laughs> But no, Amy. Then her oven lit on fire. Like something in it exploded. Huge flames bursting in every direction. She gets her kids out of the kitchen, sprays it all with a fire extinguisher. What she never knew about fire extinguishers is there's a fine powder that they expel. It drifts in the air and covers every surface in the house. And so she was cleaning it for three days while her three-year-old yelled at her the entire time because she did not get the Paw Patrol Marshall firefighter hat out to dress up in before she put out the oven fire. <laughs> so as she cleaned the house for three days, her child lectured her long and hard about the firefighter hat. Mama, next time there's a fire, get the hat first. I mean, so many regrets, right? So many regrets about that moment. <laughs> it's so a kid. It's like, I saved your life, but the kid's like, I can't believe you didn't get the Paw Patrol hat first. How did you not give me that image? Why would you waste an opportunity like a deadly fire? <laughs> Hold on, everybody. you got to wear the Paw Patrol hat if you're going to fight a fire. It's such a perfect nexus of the way that kids see the world and what's hard about being a mom. To me, it is the all-time perfect story. And I thank you, Sylvia, for bringing it to us because I was like, this is what it's all about. You got the bat, you put out a fire, and your kid's only reaction is like, here's what you did wrong. And I'm going to talk to you about it for a week. Did you have a Paw Patrol hat on? <laughs> oh, so genius. Thank you, Sylvia. And thank you to everyone who sent in your mom rock bottoms. We didn't get to a lot of them. If you want to check out the rest of them, we'll put the link in the show notes because there's a whole universe out there of hilarious stories waiting for you. 
Hey, guess what? We're on Audible now. So if you use Audible to listen to books, you can also listen to our podcast on Audible. And if you do use Audible, will you follow us on there? Will you leave us a, a ranking and a review on there? That will really help us find even more listeners. That would be great. Please do that, guys. And thanks so much. This was a laugh fest. I'm glad I did it. I need a little <laughs> laugh today, Amy. Friends, we'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.